Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Cellmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield news team. We are your audio newspaper. We appreciate you being here with us. Coming up on this episode, it's Mansfield news and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to Poured, the wine bar, with our Mansfield trivia question. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Summit Band honored with prestigious award. The Mansfield Philharmonic is seeking musicians. Awards, food handling, and a new Chick-fil-A. We cover it all in a moment with the mayor. COVID-19 is on a strong increase locally. 23 new laws went into effect in Texas on January 1st. We'll take a look at a few of them. What do fitness, hot cocoa, and s'mores all have in common? We'll tell you. Parks and Rec to temporarily close a portion of the linear trail for construction. Coming up in the features section. The James Webb Space Telescope is doing great so far. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that says, I don't do anything to hide the fact that I prefer a good bourbon cocktail. We have the seven-day weather forecast. And in the talk segment, Steve talks with local serial entrepreneur Kenya Mobley. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Ask Philip, Daughter of the Other Woman, Stir the Pot, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, and we are TPM, just to name a few, and also handles post-production duties for remote clients, such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio out of Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hi, this is Kyle Teixeira with We Are TPM, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. Summit High School received a top honor for consistently demonstrating high standards of excellence in concert activities. The Jaguar Band was given the Sudler Flag of Honor by the John Philip Sousa Foundation. High school programs that received the award have proven to have a record of outstanding performance at the regional, state, and national level. In addition to outstanding group performances, a number of the students in the band must have participated in district and all-state honor bands or similar all-area groups, and the director must have been in his or her position for at least seven years. The Summit Jaguar Band will celebrate its achievement in May during its spring concert. All Sudler Flag of Honor bands are automatically included in the Sousa Foundation's Historic Role of Honor of Outstanding high school concert bands. And speaking of music calling, the Mansfield Philharmonic is searching for talented musicians to join their orchestra. Online video auditions are now open for all instruments, but you'll have to act quickly as the audition process ends on Thursday, January 13th. The Mansfield Philharmonic, which is affectionately known as Mansphil, is an all-volunteer string ensemble consisting of high school and college students, teachers, active musicians, business professionals, and much more. Man's Phil also collaborates with local guest artists and the Mansfield Wind Symphony for full orchestra repertoire. For more information on the auditions, check out the Mansfield Philharmonic page on Facebook. We look forward to hearing them perform later in the year. The Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday night. The following opinions of those are Michael Evans may not necessarily reflect those of the Mansfield City Council. We call this a moment with the mayor. Welcome, Michael Evans, Mayor Michael Evans, to About Mansfield. Happy New Year, Steve. It's good to be here today. Yeah, it's been a hot minute since we've seen you. Yes, it 2021. Uh, welcome to 2022. 
And the uh, the council had uh, several things on the agenda, and let's just go down the items. A council award nomination. Let's start with that. Yes, uh, the city council has been nominated uh, to become the city council of the year. Uh, we've been nominated by the Texas City uh, Management Association, and uh, we are excited about it. I'm hearing that this is the first time uh, that uh, we have received this nomination, so we are all excited. But I tell you what, I, I knew uh, <laughs> a year ago that uh, I was working with an outstanding team. Well, when I think about all the folks uh, that uh, serve with us, uh, Julie Short, Tamara Bounds, Larry Brosh, and Chief Mike Lehman, as well as Tonta Nora and also Casey Lewis, uh, we have we have been a, a good team of people just working on behalf of the city. And of course, we have an outstanding city manager, Joe Smolensky. So uh, we appreciate uh, the nomination and just just the recognition. We're just trying to to do what we do for our folks here in Mansfield. Well, good luck to the council. And the bells have stopped ringing. We're now into the new year, but the Salvation Army Kettle Challenge, you have some good news on that. I have some very good news. We we get to carry on the tradition of winning uh, here in Mansfield. So what I did on last night and had the opportunity to do uh, with uh, State Representative David Cook, who I appreciate uh, his partnership in this matter. I thanked all of the folks uh, and the residents of the great city of Mansfield for raising more than Listen to this, $101,000 for uh, charity. Wow. Uh, yeah, via the uh, Salvation Army Red Kettle Mayoral Challenge. And I uh, couldn't have done it without the partnership of my predecessor and all the folks that got on board. So uh, we, we were happy. We had the Boy Scouts. We, we had uh, police and first responders. We even had the city's uh, a clerical team, city secretary, city staff, the churches, all out ringing the bell. Oh, and MISD. So when I say that uh, we raised $101,000, it was the community that came together. And, and keep in mind, I think our... Uh, nearest challenger raised right at about twenty thousand dollars. So uh, we we were we were blessed to just knock it out of the park. And we also uh, had to extend a great big thank you to uh, the uh, National Way Association and um, a former uh, council member Corey Hoffman uh, helped us uh, with this. Again, he and uh, Representative David Cook. And this is a Texas nonprofit organization that donated twenty five thousand dollars to the Salvation. Army Red Kettle a Mayoral Challenge and, and Steve, an additional $25,000 to Mansfield Mission uh, Center. And we know the great work that uh, they do. So, you know, we started off uh, last the other night, I tell you, in a big way, and it was just fun. It was really fun. Um, now, we also heard from, and I think this is important, uh, we heard from the Mansfield Veterans Memorial and Tribute Foundation. Yeah. Uh, they're a, a nonprofit, a 501C3, uh, and um, they they are uh, men and women, again, who, who were, are veterans uh, here in the city of Mansfield, whose um, really their mission is to help us as we partner together to establish a permanent veterans memorial uh, in the city of Mansfield. All of the local municipalities uh, have uh, veteran memorials, and uh, we believe together that we need one uh, as well. So uh, they were talking to us with hopes of putting the project on the um, uh, bond election ballot in May. So we had a chance to listen to them and, and they brought a very good presentation. And again, let me go back to uh, that steering committee, sure. uh, the bond steering committee who did an outstanding job. Uh, really, uh, they helped us to see that uh, we, we may want to uh, kind of size it down a little bit in regard to the, the costs of, of a, a veteran memorial. So I love watching the community work together on things like that. Let's go back just a second for uh, regarding the Mansfield Veterans Memorial and yes. all the other bond issues. You've got a public meeting coming up next week. We do. We do. Uh, we actually have a, a public meeting uh, that's going to take place uh, next week on January the 18th. And um, we, we will be uh, meeting regarding all of those uh, suggestions that, that were sent down that came to us from uh, the uh, bond steering committee. Uh, we will be listening also uh, to uh, ways to um, 
uh, helped to, to, to make the Veterans Memorial uh, work as well. That's going to take place at 1 p.m. So we'll be there from about 1 to uh, at, at least 4 or 5 o'clock. But that is public. And I'm inviting people to come out and listen to uh, the dialogue. And, um, of course, it's a public meeting. So yeah. they will have the opportunity to offer citizen comments uh, there. And then we'll get right down to the business of the folks. So we're trying to be as transparent. As possible, we promised transparency. We promised that we would uh, listen to the citizens. And here we are. That's what we're doing. And that'll be at City Hall? It's going to be at City Hall. There you go. Consent agenda came up. We're talking food handling, public funds, roads, a new popular restaurant, and a bunch of rezoning uh, changes. (laughs) Let's uh, get into the consent agenda. A bunch of of changes. Actually, it's growth. You know, Uh, we are going to uh, start, and you've heard me say this in previous previous conversations, that um, uh, Mansfield really is going to uh, open, start its own uh, health food inspection. Uh, department also where we will be uh, uh, inspecting um, um, multi uh, uh, family units, apartments or what have you, just making sure that they keep up the aesthetics and and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, that happened last night. So we needed to make some changes in the ordinances. And uh, we did that. We did that. Council also uh, passed a resolution approving and authorizing the execution of a uh, participation agreement and trust instrument for participation in a uh, public fund investment pool. And and all that is is helping uh, to grow our money uh, as uh, as stakeholders and as taxpayers. And and last on the uh, consent agenda, we also uh, passed resolution approving a, a construction agreement uh, for a uh, roadway improvements on portions of Britain Road, Lone Star Road and South 2nd Avenue for an amount uh, not to exceed $950,000 and um, bear in mind we Continue to hear from the residents here in our city about the needs to uh, the need to improve our roads. And uh, we are doing that. We're doing that. And we're working as hard uh, as we possibly can actually to get out in front of that. So you're going to hear about us passing <laughs> different resolutions on road constructions uh, from now on. I mean, well, that's just what we do. You know what I think this city needs? <laughs> What's that? Is a new Chick-fil-A. Uh, you know what? And I tell you what. I tell you for what. It, Asking it shall be given. So uh, uh, moving on, you know, council, we we did that. We approved a request for a specific use permit for a Chick-fil-A. No. At, yeah, at <laughs> 1570 East Debbie Lane, directly across the street from uh, Lifetime Fitness. And uh, I, I know that, you know what, they have one of the best business models that uh, you can imagine. So they're going to have, they're going to have lines there. They're going to have the chicken and, um, you know, that must be blessed chicken, I guess, you know, but uh, man, we, we will get another Chick-fil-A in Mansfield, Texas. Nice. Spicy chicken deluxe. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. And zoning changes. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, well, the, the council uh, then passed the first reading of an ordinance approving a change of zoning on approximately about 20 acres of land uh, located on the south outside of Mauser Way. And uh, Mauser, of course, a good partner uh, in our city. And uh, they are expanding. And, uh, you know, th- that's good for the local economy and good for Mauser. And uh, uh, we did that. Now, we also, though, uh, passed a, a second and final reading of an ordinance approving a zoning change on land located at 601 and 605 South Main Street. So, uh, of course, you know, that's the downtown area. And that, that just keeps on growing and really changing uh, like we said that it would. And uh, we're keeping our promises uh, in that regard. Now, I got something else from you. You mm-hmm. know, I, I'm, I'm hearing that a seven brew coffee is, uh, I mean, it's just a phenomenon. So uh, council passed a second and final reading of an ordinance approving a zoning change on land located at 1780 FM 157. So if someone is asking, well, where is that at? Well, that's right there at the, the intersection of uh, 287 and 157, uh, where you have the Jack in the Box, you've got uh, Baylor, Scott and White, all of that, it's over there. So this is the old, no-named gas station (laughs) (laughs) that that has been there for about four or five years with no name. But uh, it's going to have a name now because we're going to tear that down, or or they're going to tear it down and uh, build a seven-brew coffee there. So uh, listen, we had a whole lot taking place the other night, and uh, it's good to start a new year. 
year. And as I mentioned earlier, good to start a new year with nomination being a part of one of the best city councils in the state of Texas. And to conclude, a a big celebration of the Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Day. Yes, 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 yes. So we have coming up uh, Sunday, there's going to be the annual Martin Luther King Day celebration uh, that uh, takes place at the Bethlehem Baptist Church, 1188 West Broad Street. At 5 p.m., we're going to have a singing from young people from Danny Jones and folks just coming from everywhere. It's going to be a good time, and we're looking forward to that. So uh, y'all come on out. Mr. Mayor, we'll see you in two weeks. I'll see you then, sir. Thank you very much. The COVID-19 epidemic is rapidly increasing here in Mansfield with the numbers here. Science reporter Dennis Webb. Dennis. Thanks, Steve. For the second week in a row, the COVID-19 epidemic is rapidly increasing here. Welcome to the new wave. Tarrant County Public Health estimates the level of community spread as high, up from where it was for much of the fall at substantial. Mansfield saw 605 new cases last week, the highest number ever seen here since the start almost two years ago. Another Mansfield citizen passed away from the virus last week. Countywide, 944 fellow citizens were in the hospital with the virus, the highest number seen since early October when the county was coming off the September peak. 944 families are currently worrying about one of their members. Tarrant County public health officials recommend that all eligible citizens get fully vaccinated, wear masks, and keep doing the distance and hand washing things. Vaccination is the best recommended step any of us have to prevent our own severe illness if we do catch the virus. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. It's a great way to start the new year, especially if you are a fitness buff. It's coming up this Saturday at Rose Park. And we're talking about the Snowman Run. And with Visit Mansfield is Tim Roberts. He's with us on the phone. Tim, welcome to About Mansfield. Oh, great to be back as always. Give me the rundown of what is the Snowman Run and how can people get involved? Well, the Snowman Run, it started, people might remember, uh, uh, probably six, seven years ago now as the Winter Walk. Uh, and it's transformed into the Snowman Run in 5K. And it's just a great way. Obviously, a lot of us have New Year's resolutions and you need a little mo- motivation to come out of the gate strong. It's just a really fun 5K family walk, uh, you know, go at your own pace event out at Catherine Rose Memorial Park. Uh, we've got ticketing open right now uh, where you can go and register for uh, 30 and it comes with, of course, your race T-shirt and your medal. But the fun thing we try to do with this one is we want everybody to dress up, you know, wear your winter best, dress up as a snowman, and afterwards we've got hot cocoa and s'mores. So real competitive, obviously, if you're sprinting to the finish to get hot cocoa. Well, looking at the weather forecast for Saturday, it looks like it's going to be in the mid-40s, uh, which is not bad for, for running a 5K. It's the wind that uh, you're looking at about a 12 to 15 mile an hour stiff wind out there. It might be a little chilly. So you're yeah, uh, dress in your best snow gear. Yeah, I mean, obviously, whenever you schedule anything outdoors in Texas, no matter when it is, you have to account for the fact that it might be uh, 12 degrees and sleeting or 82. Uh, so uh, it should be just about perfect, though, for for a winter run. So, yeah, and obviously, uh, you know, people who are competitive runners, that this is actually the perfect running temperature. You want to start that race at around, you know, 40, 45 degrees. Wind, maybe not so much, but if you can get that wind at your back, it kind of helps you with that finishing kick. Uh, so, yeah, it's just going to be a great time, real uh, family-friendly event. We think we already have over 75 people registered, uh, so it's just going to be a great time out there. Obviously, another event that's coming back after a, a little hiatus, so it's great to have this one back in our rotation. So again, and, and to recap, the Snowman Run this coming Saturday starts at 8 a.m. Catherine Rose Memorial Park. Did I miss anything? Nope, that's all. People can uh, go and find it on the on Facebook or on visitmansfieldtexas.com uh, to find the information and to register. And even if you don't, you know, want to run in the race, if you just want to come out and hang out, we'll have, uh, like I said, fire pits with s'mores going on, hot cocoa. Uh, we'll have our visitor center out there. So it's going to be a really fun event out at Rose Park. That's Tim Roberts from Visit Mansfield. Thanks for being on About Mansfield. Oh, thanks so much. 23 new bills became law in Texas on January 1st, which were all passed during the regular session of the 87th legislature. Most deal with certain tax requirements or tax exemption status, but here are a few to keep in mind. Senate Bill 794, which will exempt homestead taxes for all veterans who are classified by the Department of Veterans Affairs as 100% disabled. 
House Bill 115 will exempt taxes from property owned by qualified charitable organizations that provide housing and other assistance to people experiencing homelessness. And House Bill 2535 will forbid tax assessors from including personal chicken coops or rabbit pens in the value of a home. To view the full list of the new Texas laws, visit our website, aboutmansfield.com, and click on the Links tab. Walnut Creek Linear Trail between McKnight Park West and McKnight East has been temporarily closed as of Tuesday for construction. The stretch of trail runs to the east from Wisteria Street under 287 to the ballparks at McKnight East. The remainder of the linear trail will remain open, including two new stretches of trail, the 1.25-mile extension from McKnight Park East to Cannon and Carlin Roads, and Phase 2, which connects the rear loop of Oliver Nature Park to the 360 Tollway Access Road. Phase 2 is best accessed from the Philip Thompson Soccer Complex on North Holland Road. Construction between the two McKnight Parks is expected to be completed by January 14th, Friday. Just a quick reminder that if you have any news that's happening in Mansfield, shoot us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is news at aboutmansfield.com. Include your name and your phone number in case we need more information. This coming Saturday, January 15th, is National Bagel Day. As a perfect foundation for all sorts of savory spreads and tasty toppings, bagels are a beloved breakfast food that certainly deserve their own national day. Historically, National Bagel and Locks Day was celebrated on February 9th, which happens to be the same day as National Pizza Day. But thanks to an initiative a few years back by Thomas's Breads, yes, you know them as the English muffin people, bagels now have their very own day. By the way, I prefer mine with sesame seeds and cream cheese. Thank you. Let's see if the weather is going to agree with your outdoor plans for the next week. Here's Colleen. Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. After a cloudy Tuesday, Wednesday will be clear and we'll see temperatures start to warm up for a few days. We're looking at a high of 63 on Wednesday, 68 degrees Thursday, and 72 degrees on Friday. Another cold front is projected to move in on Friday, and it will take our temperatures back down closer to the averages for this time of year, with 54 degrees on Saturday, 56 degrees on Sunday, and creeping up into the upper 50s and low 60s into early next week. This is perfect weather for yummy carbs like bagels, Steve, and carbs can be enjoyed inside or outside. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. Reporter Dennis Webb talks science, and Brian Certain serves up a cocktail to remember. Also, coming up later in the episode, the Mansfield trivia question, and Steve talks with local serial entrepreneur Kenya Mobley. Stay with us. We're back in 60 seconds. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Hey Mansfield, Sonia here from Wise Wellness. Did you know that Wise Wellness is now mobile? Yep, we have changed our business model to best serve our clients. That means you can order online and usually have it delivered within 24 hours or less. We're bringing the best CBD tinctures, topicals, edibles, and pet products directly to your door. Visit our website at wisewell.com to see our selection. That's W-Y-S-E-Well.com. Got pain? Need sleep? Does your pet have storm or separation anxiety? We've got you covered. Don't forget about our specialty, Tom's Treats. These little gems of goodness can help promote better sleep and overall wellness. With six main ingredients and no preservatives, they're the best around. Give us a call at 682-313-4767, visit the website, or reach out to us on social media to connect. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, use the promo code AMPOD to buy one, get one free on our website. Again, that's wisewell.com, W-Y-S-E, well.com. Hi, I'm Vandella Menifee, professional volunteer. You're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Let's head on over to the science desk where reporter Dennis Webb is gazing skyward toward the James Webb Space Telescope. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. When the James Webb Space Telescope was launched on December the 25th, it started a journey of nearly a million miles and has slowly and deliberately unfolded into its operational configuration. 
These activities are commanded and supervised from a control center at the Space Telescope Science Institute in Baltimore, Maryland. Three days after the launch, the 70-foot sun shield was deployed and unfurled necessary to protect the optics and sensors from the heat of the sun. The sun shield is composed of five separated layers of Kapton fabric, each covered with a reflective metallic layer. One researcher likens this protection from the solar radiation to be SPF 1 million. This deployment involved 139 individual release mechanisms, 8 deployment motors, 400 pulleys, and 90 cables that total one quarter of a mile in length. This sunshield deployment was thought to be very difficult by the many independent reviews, and this judgment led to additional testing and analysis, leading to cost increases and scheduled delays common things when you are doing new, difficult things. This week it all worked as the James Webb Space Telescope flew to its destination. It all worked. More recently, two wings of the massive mirror complex were, were rotated into place, creating the largest telescope mirror ever in space. It all worked. The operators are not done as the mirror complex has to cool down near absolute zero, protected by the sunshade, and the 18 mirror segments have to be precisely aligned to be a good telescope mirror. There are multiple actuators on each mirror, and operators on the ground have ways to refine the curve of the giant composite mirror so it can do its job. I hope it all works. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Shaken or stirred? Either way, you know it's going to be good, as Brian Certain is serving up another perfect libation for his Cocktail of the Week. Brian? This week's Cocktail of the Week is the Old 43. As I said in my intro, I don't do anything to hide the fact that I prefer a good bourbon cocktail. And with that in mind, after being introduced to Liquor 43 at Javier's Gourmet Mexican Restaurant in Dallas a number of years ago, I fell in love with this Spanish liqueur. So in this week's cocktail, I've substituted the traditional bourbon in the classic old-fashioned with Liquor 43. Now, Liquor 43's name is derived from a fusion of its 43 natural ingredients, which are also used to achieve its unique flavor. Liquor 43 is a liquor with a complex but harmonic flavor profile that be, can be perceived at four levels. A citrus level. So it's reminiscence to the lively citrus aromas of the Mediterranean citrus gardens. Botanical, with its subtle nose of coriander. Sweet, the sweet palate of mature fruits and nuances of vanilla. And then the floral notes, the soft notes of the Mediterranean orange and lemon blossom with a certain point of astringency derived from the peel of the citrus fruits smothered with the notes of a mature fruit. This unique liqueur is so amazing all by itself, but when mixed with a great rye, really highlights the best of both of those. But don't worry, as always, about taking notes, as I'll be giving all the ingredients and directions, and they'll be posted on bourbongospel.com. This week's Cocktail of the Week, the Old 43. You're going to start with two ounces of rye. For my particular use, I used Old Forester rye. I think it's one of the best ryes on the market for the money. One ounce of Liquor 43. It's L-I-C-O-R 43. And then two ounces of a good citrus agave. You're going to pour into a cocktail shaker the rye, the Liquor 43, the citrus agave, along with ice. You'll top the shaker with a pint glass and shake vigorously for 10 to 15 seconds to get that nice frosty feel in your hand. You're going to strain it into a waiting old-fashioned glass that contains one big-ass ice cube. Enjoy. As always, I'm open to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain was known to say, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast. I'm Brian Certain. Congratulations to Brian Bacon, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. Name one of the two former Dallas Stars players that the rinks at the Mansfield Star Center are named after. Brian knew that the two Star Center rinks are named Hatcher and Morrow, in honor of former Dallas Stars captains Durian Hatcher and Brian Morrow. After the break... 
this week's trivia question. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Your logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing. To bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business with Ohana Screen Printing, that your dollars stay local as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or ohanascreenprinting.com. That's ohanascreenprinting.com. Hi, I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center, inviting you to make our thrift store your one stop for shopping, donating, and volunteering. When neighbors buy your donations, the proceeds help other Mansfield neighbors in need with free services including financial assistance, employment help, food, medical, dental, and vision care. Voted Best Thrift Store in 2019 by Living Magazine, the Mansfield Mission Center Thrift Store is located at Broad and Walnut Creek. For more details, visit our website at Mansfield. Mansfieldmission.org. That's mansfieldmission.org. Hi, I'm Taronda Hillman, and you're listening to About Mansfield. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to Poured, the wine bar, featuring wine, beer, and bubbly with an extended food menu in a relaxed atmosphere. Check them out on the web at PouredTX.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, the Mansfield Star Center announced recently that they are the new home to a semi-pro senior A-level hockey team. This week's trivia question is, what is the name of the semi-pro hockey team that plays their home games at the Mansfield Star Center? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, what is the name of the semi-pro team that plays their home games at the Mansfield Star Center? Good luck, and thanks to Carol at Pord for the gift card. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, and as we make the transition from news to talk in the studio today is uh, a, a woman that I met probably a year ago. As many of my listeners know that we record this uh, this podcast here at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. And not only is my podcast uh, recorded here, but there's also another podcast called Daughter of the Other Woman, which is where I got to meet my friend Taronda Hillman. And one of her guests, this is where we met, uh, one of her guests uh, about a year ago was a woman who really just fascinated me because uh, she is not only an entrepreneur, she's an entrepreneur. In fact, Fort Worth Inc. magazine called her a serial entrepreneur. And so we're going to talk about that. She has a love of life like no other. And anyway, let's just just hop right into it. Uh, Kenya Mobley, welcome to About Mansfield. Oh, Steve, you're making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Yes, my cheeks are turning red. Oh, thank good. you. Thank good, you good, for good. a great introduction. Well, thank you for uh, thank you for being here, and uh, and again, thank you to Taronda Hillman. Yeah. Who now you've been a guest on her podcast at, at least twice, two two three times. Yeah, about three. Yeah, we're working on three, maybe four. Okay. Yes. We got to get her back in here. Though. Oh, yes. It's been a while. She's, yeah, she's on fire. Oh, I know. She's she, definitely on fire. She did that that one woman play that you and I uh, both saw, and and uh, she's uh, I, I think she's got bigger ideas even yes. with the with the stage play. Yeah, something but, big is coming. Just just watch out for her. But we're we're not here to talk about her. Oh yes. Yes. Uh, first of all, you. As I mentioned in the the intro, you you are a serial entrepreneur, which which to me means you you own more than one business. Correct. If I recall, you own three businesses right now. Yes. Okay. Why why three? I mean, I only want I only own one business, and I'm pretty happy with that, and and I only have time for one business. So why three? Well, as you said, I have a love for people. Yeah. I have a passion for people, and I try to 
touch um, touch everyone on heart, like the kids and the adults and the elderly. So that's just that's just me. I try to get in every industry where I can make an impact. Wow. And we're going to talk about these businesses. And I didn't even, wasn't even aware of this. You show up with a book that you've written. Yes. And, and so we're going to we're going to talk about that as well. But first, I want to go back because I don't know much about you. So we're going to go back to when Kenya was was just a little girl and find out where are you from? I'm from Greenville, Mississippi, located down in the Delta. If you know about BB King, then sure. you know about the Delta. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. You were born in Greenville. Born in Greenville, Greenville, Mississippi. And how long did you live in Greenville, Mississippi? Um, I stayed there till about I was about twenty one. I tried Indianapolis. Oh, my God. That was a disaster. <laughs> I don't know how people would stand snow in March. Yeah. Yeah. After I saw a March winter, I packed up and moved back south. Let's go back to Greenville, Mississippi. Yes. Describe it. Um, I have a special love-hate for my yeah. city. I love my city because it's beautiful people. Um, we have a heart of gold. Um, but it's poverty stricken. So that's where the hate come in. I'm, well, hate, that's a strong word, right? I'm displeased. Yeah. Because the people of my hometown deserves better. They deserve better leadership, better employment, better housing. They deserve better. Greenville is how large of a city? How many population wise? I want to say the population, when I looked at it, it was about 34,000. And it's about 80% um, black. Okay. Yeah. So right now, uh, about half the size of Mansfield. Yes. But so, the black population is is uh, much broader. Much than, broader than, than here. Than, than Mansfield. And we, we're a close-knitted community. Um, so if I didn't go to school with you, um, I went to school with your sister. Like, yeah. we all have to bypass through the same uh, school district. And everybody knows your business. Everybody knows your business. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, LMA down the street know what's going on in your house. <laughs> it's, it, was there one person in Greenville who was kind of the 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 nucleus of information that that all the information passed through this one person and eventually spread back out, or 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 was the 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 information just kind of broadly passed amongst everyone? Oh, the information was broad <laughs> because you mentioned you mentioned LMA. So so was she? People just, people weren't feeding her information and. No, she, she wasn't was like just, the local news. No, she wasn't the local news. But I tell you, this lady, she saw everything. Like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you know, you saw Johnny coming out of her house. It's like, lady, you were supposed to be sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> so that type of action, like she didn't miss a beat. Nice. Yes. Tell me about the schools you went to. So elementary school uh, there in Greenville. Were you a good student? Uh, let me say this. I was a good student. But to be honest with you, um, home life has a huge impact on the way that a child performs in school. Mm -hmm. So you can be a great kid, but how can you perform if you just witnessed domestic violence the night before right. and you didn't sleep? This all goes to your, your learning center. Yes. That a time, to a love. time for loving. Yes. The kids there, um, they were like... Over 90% was CPS cases. Wow. Yes, over 90% was CPS cases. Um, so majority of the kids, you know, the school district wants you to teach them A, B, C, D, but that's not what my kids required. They required love, affection, um, to be warm. Some of them come in with no shoes. Yeah. I have to go to Walmart to buy shoes and diapers. So first, the basic needs had to be met. Before I can even reach them. Mm -hmm. Back in Greenville, Mississippi, what were your uh, what were your hobbies? I had no hobbies. You had no hobbies. No, Why? I had no hobbies. Did I tell you I had a kid when I was fourteen? So I was that my hobby is motherhood it, a hobby? Okay, <laughs> it, it may have come up in another podcast, but I I, I may not have yes, retained that yes. information. So I did. I didn't. I didn't have. I didn't have a hobby. I would say my hobby was motherhood. Mm -hmm. I had my first kid when I was. 14. So I've been a mother 
over half of my life. Boy or girl? Boy. And his name is? You want to give him a shout out? Yes, I have two. I have Camarcus and I have Molly. Camarcus and Molly. Yes. Shout out to the boy and the girl. Yes. Then a typical Friday night in Greenville, Mississippi was not a typical Friday night for Kenya because you're you're being a mom. Yes, I had to be a mom. And so typical that was the town I'm from that was acceptable but not acceptable if that makes sense. Yeah. Like it was okay uh to see like well it was not okay but it was normal to see a teen parent. Like that was that was the norm. Wow. In Greenville. In Greenville. So you know, if if everyone around you was doing it, it does you don't look out of place, right? Right, right. right. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. It, there it goes again. Yeah, there's another one. Yeah, that's it. Did the did the community? You mentioned it was a fairly tight knit community. Did the community help raise your son and your daughter? Uh, yes, I had some amazing friends. As they say, it takes a village. Yeah, it takes a village. I had some amazing friends. But let me give a shout out to my brother, mm-hmm. Keenan. That dude dropped out of school uh, to let me attend school. Wow. So, yes, he dropped out of school to take care of the baby for me. Yeah. Shout out to Keenan. Shout out to Keenan. Why did you leave Mississippi? Oh, my God. Because, you know... I was already labeled mm-hmm. a statistic. You know, I didn't know what I wanted to be. I just know that I didn't want that. Yeah. I didn't want that for my kids. So I was just in search of land of milk and honey opportunities. So I, I had to leave. I had to I had to do something different. And the magazine article said you left Mississippi <laughs> With $2,000, a couple of kids, and a repo man on your trail. Exactly. That's how the story went. But guess what? Let me add to it. Yeah. Here's something else illegal that I've done, okay? But don't tell nobody. Okay. Um, it's just between us. It's between us. So the tag on the car, um, that was a stolen tag because I couldn't afford it. <laughs> I, I couldn't afford I couldn't afford the plates. Got to do what you got to do. I got to do what I got to do. It's called survival. It, that's what I've been in. I've been in survival mode for as long as I can remember, Steve. So you left Mississippi for Indiana? Uh, no, that you? time with the two kids this way, that's when I was coming to Texas. Okay. Yes. And you ended up in? Ended up in Arlington. In Arlington. Yes. 76011. How'd you wind up in Indiana? Where does that fit into the story? So... Indiana was my first time leaving home. So that's when I left home about 21. Like I say, I was searching for opportunities, the land of milk and honey. And I had a cousin who lived in Indianapolis. And she was like, okay, come come try Indiana out. So I went to Indiana. The snow met me in March. I packed up and left. And you said, oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, hell to the no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. We have a 10-year-old here in the studio. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Yes. Oh, my. All right. We'll bring it down a bit. Yes. Uh, although, he looks like he's about to fall asleep. Yes, so that... first day back at school. Okay. Before you started your businesses here in town, I would assume you probably had a couple of jobs or maybe a job. or. Let me tell you about that. Okay. I won't call this staffing agency out. But I was promised a job here in Arlington. And when I made it to Arlington, the staffing community, the staffing agency said the contract was no longer. So here I am, probably down now to about $1,500, two kids and no job. And a car with and a car bad plates. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so I just continuously to look for work. I've done telemarketing. I done. I shredded paper. I, you name it, I done it. I worked my. I worked my tail off, Steve. 
So doing all of these these different jobs eventually got you into the entrepreneurial mode. How how did you start your first business, which was the or still is the Learning Center? Yes. Right? So I think I've always been an entrepreneur at heart. My grandfather was a mechanic. And I would like write out invoices or clip his fingernails and have him pay me five and ten dollars. Like, so I was making money as a kid, as an entrepreneur, but I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but yes, so I started my first business in 2011. So it took me about I made it here in 2002. So from I worked from 2002 to um, 2000. 11, and then that's when I started A Time to Love Learning Center. A Time for Love Learning Center up in Arlington. Yes, in Arlington. And you mentioned that a kid shows up without shoes, you go buy them shoes. Oh, yes, of course. That's of not, course. That's not typical of a learning center director, is it? No, but if you love and care for people, then that's that's what you do. If my brother need help, then my duty is to help him. That's what I do. That's in your heart. That's in my heart. You introduced me to a woman who was on this <laughs> podcast just a couple of weeks ago. And it's also in her heart. Yes. To serve, to, to, this was, we're talking about professional volunteer, yes. Vandela Menifee. Yes. And at the beginning of this this interview, we talked about uh, our, our friend Taronda Hillman and mm -hmm. the stage performance that uh, that you and I saw. At the end of that performance, I'm just kind of filling in the listeners here the 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 backstory of uh, after the play, we all went down the street to Dirty Job Brewing, where oh my gosh, there's Kenya Mobley who I haven't seen in months, and Kenya says I got to introduce you to my friend, and only to find out that. Taronda and Vandella and Kenya all have this heart of gold when it comes to giving. And and so that's I would assume has been the 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 cornerstone of the success of a time for love learning center. Yes. And the friendship. Yeah. Because we all have the core value of helping people. Someone said you needed to buy a truck. And not just any old truck. I mean, you own a truck, but it's it's a big truck, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big truck. So it's, it's got eighteen wheels. Yes, yes. <laughs> and kid you not, I've never driven a truck before in my life. Uh, so I'm I'm that risk taker. Like, what else can happen? I think the worst part of my life has already happened, and I survived. So now I'm just a risk taker. Yeah. Yeah. I had a. Um, a friend girl, and I told her, like, look, I have some investment money. What should I do? And she said, you should buy a truck. I was like, a truck? I was like, no, nothing about a truck. And she's like, yeah, girl, get your 18-wheeler. I did that. One tr truck turned into two trucks, turned into three trucks, and I was running a trucking company and didn't even know it. Wow. Yes. Right, and you had some... You would obviously hire drivers. Yes, I would hire drivers. Uh, drivers, I, I I don't know much about the trucking company uh, business, but I would assume they got hooked up with, with logistics companies. Yes. And logistics companies sent them out on the road. And sent them out on the road. So what I'd done was I um, contracted with Landstar. You may see them. Oh, yeah. A big blue star. Sure. So I contracted with Landstar, and my drivers were... Um, Contracted with them. They drove. Only thing I done was collect a check. So it was great passive income. Oh, that's income. tough, isn't it? Huh? Yes. That was the most painful job ever. <laughs> Mailbox money. <laughs> yes. But what happens if a truck driver quits? And see, that was the issue. Yeah. So I was getting real anxious because the truck drivers, they were getting a little bit, um, you know, up in age and wanted to do something else. So I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? That's always my prayer at night. Oh my God, what am I gonna do and show me? Yeah. Went to sleep. No, no, no kidding you. I saw a school and trucks and students and it was crazy. So the same friend I tell her, I said, Girl, I had a dream and I saw a school and a truck. I was just explaining to her. And she said, Girl, that's a truck driving school. You should do it. You in a truck driving school? Yes. No. <laughs> yes. And so, she, I'm, like I said, I'm a daredevil. And 
Steve, yeah. I put that truck driving school together and with no mentor. So no one, it was just between me and the good Lord. Like, seriously, it was just between me and him. Like, I had no clue where to start. I didn't know anything. I didn't have a mentor. But right now, a student, the end result is to get the CDL to license. To get a CDL license, yes. Okay. And so how many woman-owned truck driving schools are there? Let's start with the state of Texas. Ooh, state of Texas, um, that's 100% female-owned. Mm, I don't know. Maybe two or three of us, maybe, wow. in the state of Texas, Maybe. And in North Texas, I would assume you're the only one. Yes, I think it's one more. Okay. I think, yeah. But we are like unicorns. So if you have a, if you're a female driver, a female uh, CDL school owner, please reach out to me. I would love to connect. Yeah. Like, What's the ratio of men to women of your, of your students? Oh, my goodness. So right now I'm seeing an influx of women. Yeah. Um, we just had a class start on Monday. We have a class of 16 and we're running about 10 to 6. So six, six, six females and 10 males. So that has never happened where it was almost equal. Mm -hmm. Because now the, the supply chain is short. Uh, the There's a shortage of truck drivers. Yes. So have you've seen an increase, I would assume, in your business? Yes, a huge increase. And um, coming up shortly, February the 7th is the date um, that everyone's going to have to go to school to get a CDL. How did you figure out the curriculum? When you said, oh, I, I, I had no idea what I was doing when I started this school. I had no idea, Steve. I just started researching. I would stay up at night and I would just, I would just do research. And it just the crazy thing is, it was like three, four in the morning, and I was just finding stuff. I was like, I didn't see this at 12. Yeah. But three, four in the morning, whatever I needed, it was all right there. There it was. Yeah, it was right there for me. And you have teachers then who do the work for you. Yes. So right now have eight instructors. Yes. Wow. Eight instructors. You also have, I would assume, at A Time for Love, you've got people running the yes. business. Yes, sir. All right. So so I I was listening just yesterday okay. to a wealth advisor podcast. Okay. He's my one of my favorite podcasters. And he was describing the difference between a business owner and someone who's self-employed. Most definitely. Which do, category do you think you fall under? Uh, right now, um, I'm a business owner. You are you yes. are definitely a I'm business, a business owner. owner. I started off as self-employed uh, because I was changing diapers, cleaning toilets, wiping nose. I done it all. So now I have learned the system, and now I'm a business owner. We're talking with serial entrepreneur Kenya Mobley, and we'll pick up part two next week, including the lightning round. This is the place where you will hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, support this podcast if you haven't already, so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and you'll see a little spot to enter your email address. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters, Stacey Main and Dennis Webb. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Home Improvement feature, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week feature, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering... Steve Casillo. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is about Mansfield.